None of us has a problem with Jesus being the healer. But the truth is that Jesus said radical things like this. That in John 14, if anyone believes in me, he will do the works that I do. And then he added, even greater works will you do. I plan to get to heaven and be told you did greater works than Jesus. I plan on it. Do you know why? Because, because Jesus said that I could. And the reason he said it is I'm limited by my three years. I'm not... Really, he didn't say it, but I'm limited by... I don't have the technology you're going to have. I don't, I'm not going to have a lot of things that you're going to have at your disposal. And you're going to move in glory. You're going to advance the glory beyond Israel. You're going to take it to the nations, to the uttermost parts of the earth. Uh, you're going to go out all the way to Kern Valley. Okay? And that's what he was saying. That's what he meant by greater. Now, he's not saying you're greater than me. But he's saying, I'm going to be in you. So it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. But he didn't stop there. He said, greater things will you will do. And not only that, so when he put his hands on his disciples, he said to them, he said, I give you power and authority to heal the sick and cast out demons. I give it to you. And the reason I start with Acts chapter 3 when I go to healing is you have to understand that this transfer happened in you already when you accepted Christ. It's not going to happen down down the road. It's already happened. Because you received Christ and you received the Holy Spirit. And so I like to start with a story in healing because you find uh, uh, Peter and John were going to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Acts chapter three. Now a man who was lame from birth. Lame from birth. You know, that's, that's been one of my goals lately. I love those. Going after stuff that people were born with. I had a woman in a meeting, 60 years old. And uh, she had a, a disease, I think it's called morph, Marfan's. It's where the joints don't go together and there's a heart murmur uh, that comes with it. And so as a result, she could never run. Because when she tried to, the, the joints would not support to give the strength. And uh, we were re releasing and contending for things from birth. And all of a sudden, she felt her heart change. And she goes, she got this look on her face. By the way, we didn't have laid hands or anything. We just declared it. This was down in San Diego County. Okay, this is documented. And uh, so she stood there. We have that on video too, the, the interview. And she said that when she felt that, all of a sudden, she realized her heart was beating different for the first time in her life. So then she all of a sudden got the faith, maybe I could run. So she stood up and started running around the room. She went crazy. I mean, she was just, literally went ballistic. I mean, there was no, there was no order in that service. and We'd lost it. How many know there's times for divine chaos in the kingdom, okay? That was one moment, celebrating. Okay. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg, going to the temple courts. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. And Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And then Peter said, look at us. He wanted him to engage. Of course, they all just sit there in shame. There's no engaging, right? And he's saying, look at us. There's an engagement. That's one of the first things that I really teach people. If you want to heal people... Engage the person. 
You're not trying to heal. You're trying to, to love people. Everything I teach is, comes out of love. You don't have love. 1 Corinthians 13 says you don't have anything. And people can tell when you're trying to, to convert them or love them. They can tell. And, uh, and when I pray for people, if they're not healed, you know, I often just am so quick even beginning. In fact, I love it. I'll give a word of knowledge, which I had some for today, whether it's for the first or second service. But, um, you know, when people come forward, I'll often start praying about something totally different than what they came for. Uh, why? Because I'm looking at the person. I'm not looking at the, the knee or the back or the deaf ear or whatever. I just see the person in the spirit. And I often begin to pray about other things. I always just say the Lord just uses your physical, uh, uh, your physical uh, need to, to, for us to minister to your real need, which, you know, uh, can really transcend. I remember, never forget, a woman came up and she said she, her, her prayer request is, I want to die. And uh, that was quite a request, uh, but I didn't give it to her. Uh, I gave her the love of Jesus, and it overtook her. And after, at the end, I saw a white spot in her eye. I said, uh, uh, is, uh, is that, uh, what's that? And she goes, well, I had a, when I was a little girl, a stick went through it. And, um, and I said, well, let's pray. She said, well, that's over 30 years ago. But that's all right. We prayed. She began to see. And I remember, never forget, you know, what was more important, her will to live and feeling the love of Jesus or her blind eye. Really, you know, amazing. So we have to look at the whole person. So then from there, he says, so the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. And Peter said, silver or gold I do not have. But what I have, what I do have, I give you. Now, I want you to really meditate on that for a second. What I have. Have you ever tried to give something away that you don't have? (laughs) I teach people on giving. Do not give what you don't have. Give what you have. But here is the thing, is that this is so personal to Peter that he knows he has it. He has the ability. The, the impartation was real. It stuck. It's in him. And until you really come to that place, it's very hard for you to give away something that you don't think you have. And so you have to contend. You have to cry out. That's what faith is. It's not faith only to heal. It's what you carry. And I often ask believers, what do, you, do you know what you carry? See, I know exactly what I carry. I can break curses off foundations. I can release freedom. I can increase the prophetic anointing wherever I go. I can increase the healing anointing. And I'm, but I don't, again, I don't think I'm any different from you. I have a different sphere of influence, different places that I go, a different function and a different role, but my authority and the spirit does have a different facets to it as it relates to regions or whatever. But the core teachings of what every believer can do, the authority of every believer is the same. In the respect that we all have the authority to heal the sick and cast out demons and release the kingdom of heaven and his glory wherever we go. That's, that's just fundamental Christianity. I'd like you to forgive the church for just talking to you about salvation. They were wrong. 
They were wrong. Jesus didn't die simply to save you. He, gave, he, 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 he died for you to have eternal life. And by the way, if you've lost a loved one, they died, but they have eternal life in Christ, and they're standing with Jesus right now. Some of you are grieving as though they're dead. They're alive. <laughs> Your loved ones are alive, playing with Jesus, seeing his glory. If you believe the gospel and you think about it just related to temporary things and salvation, salvation is not a moment. It's kingdom life forever. It changes everything. I believe that the cloud of witnesses, I believe those that have passed away, are talking to Jesus about you. I believe it. That's a whole side message, isn't it? There's healing in it. The church, for too many years, has preached a gospel that is so narrow. By the way, I'm never... Don't under, misunderstand me. Foundation is Jesus Christ who died for you and rose again and salvation through him. I'm not saying that that, that is incomplete for salvation. But Jesus said, I want you to have what? The abundant life. Who has arrived? Who has the abundant life? <laughs> okay, you getting closer? Okay, good. Good. Go for it. Every one of you. Get and look in the mirror and go, I'm getting the abundant life and no one is going to steal that from me. Because <laughs> Jesus died not to, to save you, only to give you fire insurance. He died to set you free. He died to make to redeem you, to restore you to every word that was spoken into your womb like Jeremiah when he said, I... When, when he spoke and he said that I, that I, for, I before I, uh, I knew you, I formed, before I, you were born, I, uh, I'm, I'm tired. Okay, let me get it anyways. You guys know in Jeremiah. Before I formed you, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart for a purpose. Now salvation is awesome. And without it, we do not enter the kingdom of God. But do you know that even with Nicodemus, Nicodemus asked, hey, I see you doing works and miracles and only someone from God can do what you're doing Nicodemus didn't start off asking how can I be saved everybody preaches that text like that the truth is Nicodemus said how can you do such miracles and have such power and Jesus said well to enter the kingdom of heaven not to be saved but how to enter that kingdom that you see me functioning in you have to be born again. And you have to be born not only of water and of the Spirit. But see, even in that context, if you really read it, Jesus was calling Nicodemus into the kingdom. Jesus hadn't even died yet. Which is the key, of course, the gate. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So that's what Peter knew that. And then, also, I want you to look at how. How he functioned in this healing. He didn't have a long prayer, if it's your will. Oh God, if it's your will, could you heal them? You know what he did? He just declared it. He just looks at it and looks at him. 
And he says, but what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And taking by the hand, by the way, this is activation. By the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. And he jumped to his feet and began to walk. I'll never forget the Lord was teaching me. I was in Peru. And on the way to the service, I saw a leg growing in the spirit. And I walked into the, to the back and pastor was praying, waiting for the service. And, and the people were still coming. The worship team was practicing. I looked at him and I said, a leg is going to grow tonight. And he says, I have a leg shorter than another one. I said, great. So I turned around, started walking toward the front to put down my stuff. And he goes, and I heard the Lord. I felt like my right leg starting to kind of twitch a little bit. By the way, God talks through our body too. 90% of my words of knowledge come through my body. And I said to, I turned around and said to him, and I said, uh, it's going to be a right leg. He goes, my right leg is shorter than my left leg. And I was still, see, I was new. I was coming out of my Baptist background, didn't understand things in the spirit, the power of declaring it. And what happened was I turned around, walking toward the front, and I'm thinking, like, after we've had the music and the glory had come, we've done kumbaya, swayed together, then the anointing would come. But as I walked forward, all of a sudden, I literally hear him go, <laughs> I love it when I make translators do that because I'm translated a lot. And... Uh, I turn around, and he looks at me, and the reason he looks peculiar is he had specially designed shoes, and now he's standing like this, because his leg had grown, but now his shoe was making him go like that. That's how he knew. He said, I said, what happened? He said, it is like literally like someone grabbed me. Oh, this is my, my lovely wife. Hi, honey. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have. Mike, I, I missed that opportunity. Hi, this is Ann. Hello, honey. Um, anyway, so he, he told me it felt like someone just took his uh, waist and turned it around. And he felt his leg grow. And sure enough, we brought him in front of the service. And the man who had designed the shoes, actually, uh, they were specially designed because it was uh, they had the ministry for the handicap. And they came up and and he was doing it, and he says, wow. But the thing that I learned about it is I didn't do the formal prayers. I just spoke a word in faith, and he grabbed onto it, and there was a healing. So what I'm trying to show you from this Acts chapter 3, there's some very critical principles. One is you're caring for the person, and, and that's a critical part. Two, you're understanding what you can give, all right? And number three, you actually can command and declare and release what God is releasing. This is what Paul, um, Jesus told Peter when he said that, uh, that I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom. What you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. What you loosen on earth shall be loosened in heaven. There's that activation that comes with your word. Amen. So those are some of the principles that I get out of that text. 
Another thing I wanted to share with you was I started and I, and I found myself, you know, in my old days, you know, when I would, uh, if anybody take, you know, takes notes and you want some principles, I had a whole list of C's, okay? And so I started out <laughs> uh, uh, with that. Um, but so the first one would be, if you're taking notes there, would be compassion. And then the second thing would be uh, to command. But the third one uh, that I wanted to share uh, principle would be to contend. And what contending is, is that I, I feel sometimes in the body of Christ like there is this, um, you know, almost like, uh, uh, um, how much you say, microwave prayer mentality. Come forward for prayer. We hit the one-minute microwave button, maybe the 30-second we get done, go, oh, well, they weren't healed this time. Has anybody ever seen that done? And so the Lord wanted to train me and humble me at the same time about this. And uh, so what he did was I was going, driving to a service. And by the way, this service had 10,000 people in it. It was in Mombasa, Kenya. And the Lord said, I'm going to heal. Um, I'm going to heal blind eyes today. I'm going to heal some blind eyes. In fact, I heard very specifically, I'm going to heal blind left eyes, left eye. So when I sat down and I do, were during the worship, I literally, the, it was a huge congregation, and I li- literally saw the section the person was from. And so I got up and I just said, uh, oh, oh and this is what I said to the Lord. Okay, Lord, after the service, I'll, I'll, I'll call people to come forward and and then I can pray for them. And the Lord said, no, I want you to do it publicly. See, I was trying to get out of it. I didn't want to do it publicly, right? I mean, I'm still getting, I, you know, I still got a lot of, I got, still got a lot of religion on me. got layers of it, okay? I mean, I, I went to cemetery, I mean seminary. And uh, so, so anyways, I had to get some of this off of me. So, uh, so what happened was, um, I, 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 okay, Lord, so... I look at the section and I said, I see, you know, a blind left eye and someone is from that section. You have it. And sure enough, a, a, a man stands up and he starts coming forward. Well, suddenly the people that had blind left eyes that were in the rows next to that sections next to it figured, I, could, I never thought there would be so many blind left eyes, right? You know, but anyway, so three people come forward. And uh, so then um, I start to, to pray for them and, I, 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 and I'm just saying, okay, the Lord's going to move now and and uh, he's going to touch you. And, and, uh, and, and so I pray, start praying for them. And then I, at the same time, so I'm just releasing it. And then I said, all right, all of you just you know, open your eyes and, and see if they're better. Is yours any better? And he goes, no. Next one. Well, how about yours? No. Next one. No. Three for three. Str- you know, usually, like if you're in baseball, you're out, you know. Okay. Uh, so anyways, I'm like. God, you told me. And I'm like feeling so vulnerable. And then I heard the Lord say, this entire trip, I'm going to teach you about contending. I'm going to make it a principle for you. And he even brought to my mind, it was so reassuring. Um, he brought to my mind uh, from Mark eight twenty four. When Jesus prayed for a blind man, and when he looked up, 
when the blind man looked up, he said, I see people and they look like trees walking around. Now, what is that telling you? The man was not totally healed. And it was Jesus who prayed. Isn't that comforting? That is like so cool. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because, you know, we think of Jesus as kind of like, you know, you know, the, you know, it's like you know, the, the, the amazing spirit. And he was, but, but, but guess what? Here is a thing where the man was not fully healed the first time. So here's my, here's my, this is the teaching of Mark Tubbs, okay? And you can take it wherever you want. If Jesus needed one more time to do it, I can have ten. <laughs> I mean, I can keep praying because I'm not equal to Jesus' level of authority yet. I mean, because he was, the, the Bible says that he told that Satan had nothing in him. So he was totally pure and without sin. He had a, in his, full, his anointings without measure. So if Jesus had this context... So that's really reassuring. So what I do when I pray with people is, and Cheon has kind of taught me this model more, he'll just ask people, what percent are you healed? Is it 50%, 0%, 20%, 80%? And I have found that to be so disarming for people because some, the, some religious cultures, it's kind of like they, they, they were trained by the word of faith, like, I'm healed. And they're not, and then, you know, oh, yeah, my leg's healed. And then they walk back exactly like they came up. Now, that's okay. I like, I understand faith. And I don't, I'm not, I'm, please, I, I, I think that teaching corrected us. It took us into a greater word of faith. But what creates some, some displeasure or discounts us among unbelievers when we claim that the healing is there and manifested and yet they can clearly see with their eyes that it's not, then it offends them. So I try to teach people that, yes, declare, yes, I believe I'm being healed, but at the same time, you can say, I'm, it's, it's manifested 20%, or I'm realizing 60%. Now, when I have someone tell me 60%, the first thing I always do is I ask the Lord to show me something to pray for their life. Why? Because often that thing that God wants to do in their heart will release the physical healing. Amen? All right. Well, let's, 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 just, let's do some ministry. Did I, I wanted to, to share about it. Now, I hear that your church is contending for healing and wanting to go to another level. Is that true? All right. So, I have good news for you. The reason why God brings in people like me is to encourage you and strengthen you, to answer your prayers, to be reminding, and to really bring an increase, bring impartation. Is impartation real? Yes. Let me just tell this story. I was really, not like I was content, but I was starting to see in 2011... Summer of 2011, I'd been contending for a breakthrough anointing. I started seeing the greatest miracles I've ever seen in my life. Man deaf for 30 years in India was one of the first ones. I mean, and it started almost everywhere we went. We're just seeing miracles and miracles. But I went to a Randy Clark conference. How many have heard of Randy Clark? He's a, he's a healing evangelist, travels to Brazil and many places. 
And he was, he's the most extraordinary videos and the most extraordinary, I mean, he does healing services all around the world. And he says, never, he says, I never grow content with where I'm at. I'm always asking the Lord to go to another level. And I realized something in me had been, I was thought I was being humble and celebrating what God was doing, which I do. But I realized something in me had stopped. Like I was enjoying what God was doing, but I wasn't like pressing in for more. And I got a correction that, that, that really helped me. So I went to Randy and said, Randy, can I have impartation for another level? And you know what? It went to another level. Guess what? Now I can get impartation anywhere. I can go to another level. God's going to teach me new things. I, wanna, I, I realized, you know, hey, you know, I do have my training wheels off, but maybe I'm just going into middle school now in healing, right? But the fact is we're growing. So the first thing I want to pray for is impartation. If you want to grow in another level, I'd like you to stand up. All right. And now I want you to, to just, uh, just receive by faith that, that God is doing something here today. Now, I want you to, to close your eyes. I know you can pray with your eyes open. But I want you to just release right now and say, Yes, sometimes people haven't been healed. Sometimes I didn't see it. Sometimes I was even disappointed. But I'm releasing now any responsibility, any weight of that from my past. I also declare that I have the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, and He lives within me. And Jesus, I want now to look to you and not to my experience. This is a big step for you, okay? I'm no longer going to look to what I understand and my experience. I'm going to look to the Word of God. How many believe that the Word of God is living and active and is your standard for authority? Okay? Please, if I ever say anything contrary to Scripture, reject it. Any teacher, the word is your standard. Jesus said, it is better for you that I go because I'm going to send my Holy Spirit upon you. And I'm going to give you power to be my witnesses. To Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and Kern Valley River. River Valley, or I'll give it all straight. So in Jesus' name, we're attaching ourselves to the word. And Father God, as a church that is aligned with me as one of their apostles, really one of their lovers, you can call it, or friends, I come here and I say, in Jesus' name, I increase your, I increase wisdom and revelation and power right now in this church and in this community to heal the sick and cast out demons. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, I have, in the night and in this morning, I felt the Lord telling me the first thing, and we can pray for other things, was to go after any ear problems in the room. Partial hearing, deafness, anything related to ears. Is there anybody here? All right? 
Hey, I'll, I'll, okay. Why don't you guys come up now? Now, do you, you guys pray for each other in the service, right? So let's. We're just going to have for now the, the service is service and going into breakfast. We're just going into a a a healing party. Okay, we're all going to be activated. Okay, because I don't want it just me. I'll pray with people. But if you had an ear problem, come up here and stand up here. Then we're going to surround you and we're going to start speaking to your ears. And by the way, we'll pray. We can let's pray for every, every, everything and anything else. I just like to start with what the Lord tells me and shows me. Okay. All right. So what's your situation? Okay. You'd like to have that um, roto rooted, right? Yeah, you unplug in yours. Eardrum. It's minor, but you want more. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. All right. So, what about you? Loud ringing. You know that's been been one of the. Like, why don't you come over here a little bit so we'll get these others. Yeah, we need to go after that one. That's a very complex one. Yeah, come on. What's, what's yours? A little hard of hearing. How about you? Okay. 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 Oh. <laughs> All right. It's a life. Okay. I'm not going to touch that one. All right. So I want to. Re- I want some people to help me, and and. If some people who you have never seen, by, by the laying on of your hands, you've never seen a healing before. Is there anybody in this room? Okay, I, I, you're the ones that I want you to come up here with me. Okay? All right. Now, come on, come on up here. You're going to be with me. We're going to pray with people together. Now, what we want to do is let me show you how to do this. This isn't about you. The great thing is this isn't if you had a... Our prayer time this morning, or if you didn't have a prayer time at all, has zero to do with this. Do you love Jesus? 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 Okay, you're highly qualified. Okay? (laughs) Because he said, if you remain in me, I am the vine and you are the branches. Are you connected to Jesus? Are you? Oh, yes. Are you? Are you? Are you? Okay. That means you get to bear much fruit. And you don't even have to do it. You walk by trees and then you hear them going, uh, trying to bear fruit. You ever heard that? Because it's Jesus in you. So we're going to go lay hands. Now, now, let's not get disappointed. No, we don't. The whole time, the whole time we fix our eyes on Jesus. The whole time. Jesus. We're crying out to Jesus. The early church cried out, give us more boldness and Show us signs and wonders. Okay, can you pray that right now? Just pray. Lord, make me more bold. Give me signs and wonders. The early church prayed that way, right? So it's biblical. Come on, go ahead. Every one of you. Lord, make me more bold. Bold with the sick. Bold with the fearful. Bold with the... Make me more bold. With There's persecution. With people that have doubt. Make me more bold. Everybody getting that? And then they cried out, Father, give us signs and wonders. Why? So that our message will be believed. That the message of you, cry out, cry out, come on, I need you to cry out right now. Bold, make me more bold, signs and wonders, Lord. That's how they prayed. All right, so now let's all, we'll, we'll go together, we'll start with you guys, just choose one of these.
Just, you go to her, you go to her. Line them up. Okay. Everybody gets one of you. All right. Okay. Everybody's got you. All right. <laughs> now, now listen to this. So, so how do we start to pray? Not a formula. What I want you to do is you be you. Love people the way you love people. Pray out of your heart. Some of you are loud lions. Some of you are gentle doves. Pray the way you pray. And say, Father, you love, but you gave, us, you gave me authority, and I want to walk in it. And then you just begin to speak to that ear in the name of Jesus. All right? All right. And then you start to interview him afterwards. Ask him, are you feeling anything? Okay? We'll do that afterwards. Let's pray. Okay. All right. So, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Jesus' name, increase your anointing. In Jesus' name, increase your anointing. In Jesus' name, increase your anointing. 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 Thank you, Father. And Lord, we just pray that every one of their hearing would improve. Right now, unplugged ears, they feel a difference. Hearing would improve. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now let's just let them now interview him. Hey, what's going on? Now, what you might do is you might say, Lord, show me if they were... Did anybody have any change? None? Can't tell is what I got here. What about you? Can't tell? Yes. What percentage would you say? I would say 30%. 30%. What about you? It, uh-huh. Okay, okay, all right, okay. Now, why does this dialogue, this dialogue is really helping, particularly when you're with unbelievers, they love this part. Because guess what? Unbelievers love this part because they know now you are really engaging with them. You're not doing this big religious thing, and you're also admitting that you're learning and growing and you're humble about it. They love it. And if they just love the fact that you're caring that much. You're not just doing the, oh, I heal you in Jesus' name. Are you healed? No, okay. You must be a bad sinner, you know. Uh, they, they, they love it that you're engaging and spending time. Now, we're contending for some pretty serious. Did I start off with easy, some easy stuff? No. I mean, we're talking about changes in people's ears. That, that's radical. As only God could do it, right? So what, would, what I'll do is I'll just lay hands on him. I'll just model this, and then you do this. And... Um, I'll start to just pray and try to get his heart. One of the things, right when I laid hands on him, I just felt like praying for the generations. Uh, you know, the kids and the grandkids, just the bigger, the bigger picture. I think this is one of the biggest part on your heart, right? Yeah. So I'm just, get, I'm just getting to know him in the spirit, what's on his heart. So now I'm going to come into agreement and just say, Father, I just pray 
that you will just bless him. Now, uh, and bless his heart for the generations. Okay, now I'm praying for him as a person. Now, you, you might say, well, I'm not getting anything. Right? Try to get something. But if you don't get something, here, this is really spiritual. What's on your heart? <laughs> you just ask him. You try to train yourself to see if you can get it. But if you can't, what are you going to do? I'm terrible. How do you grow and learn? You kind of try to get an inkling. If you're not quite confident enough, just ask them what's on your heart. Is that wrong? Not at all. Again, do they feel loved? Engaged? Yes. Healing comes through agreement. That's how I contend because suddenly now there's an agreement between us where two agree in my name, it shall be done. That We start to come together in a greater way. They're cared for as a person. Then when I can come back to the ear, for some reason my authority to contend has increased. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so all of you go to the bathroom now. and uh, I, I, I'll share that joke with you. I thought the same thought, but he said it too. What am I trying to show you? The way I've learned to do it is just what I'm doing with you. I just took off all my, ugh, anything that made me feel responsible and all that, and I started learning that this is a process for me and them. And if I can get real, let's just get real about it and start praying for them. So what I want you to do is kind of talk to them and pray about what, get to know their heart, and then, then start to say, let's agree together for your, come into a, a new contending level. Okay, and let's see what, what we get. All right. Well, I was going to say, too, if they want to, but if, does anybody else need prayer today? Okay. So what I was going to say was that maybe um, we could now just all stand up, because I know you do this. If you want to go to breakfast, go for it, okay? But if you want to pray for somebody, so why don't we have the people that want prayer get in the aisle there? And maybe get over in that other aisle. And then what will happen is, we, if you want to pray, then do what we're doing up here. And then we'll go all to go to breakfast. And then, and then we'll just go on to the next service. Okay? All right. So I'm going to...